Hey you and welcome back to Breathe Confidence or welcome if you're new. I hope you're doing amazing or that you're going to have an amazing day ahead of you. Today I am joined by two very special guests who are high school counselors and they're not experts in anxiety which is today's topic but they are encountering people who have anxiety very frequently and today they're here to talk a little about it so we're just gonna have a little conversation and see where it all goes yeah thank you for that introduction and as you said we're not experts in anxiety but in our role as school counselors we do experience uh, lots of students who come to us with presenting issues related to anxiety anxiety presents itself in many ways many students report increased heart rates some students say that they can't sleep because of anxiety, sweaty palms, like a sense of dread, a sense of kind of feeling uncomfortable. So it's something that we do experience a lot. And I think today we'd like to just share with you some techniques to help um, them manage that feeling of anxiety and maybe just try and explain a little bit of where that anxiety comes from. That sounds good. We're certainly seeing quite a few students these days with uh, what they're calling anxiety and what they're calling panic attacks. And sometimes it's hard to tell whether what they feel is anxiety is something that we would agree is anxiety because it's this invisible thing. What I do notice is that we're living in a much more highly pressured world with a higher degree of immediate visibility due to the internet. And so people are very much more aware of what they do and say every day and the impact of that. And so I do think that that is part of the picture these days. I mean, I think we would say off the bat as well that anxiety is a normal feeling and we do feel that by normalizing it and by accepting that we all experience anxiety, whether we're the most confident person in the world, we all experience some form of anxiety and it's perfectly normal to experience anxiety. Actually, some anxiety is good. Anxiety keeps us protected in certain situations. Yeah, I guess the difference is when anxiety reaches a level where it's disturbing your lifestyle or it's disturbing your day, it's preventing you getting on with normal life, then what is usually a functional experience becomes something else. And what I mean by functional experience is anxiety can keep us alive. It's the thing that makes us aware to look when we cross the road. It's the thing that keeps us looking after ourselves and, and being careful. But when it reaches a certain level that we are disturbed or distracted from what we're doing, then often students will come and seek support and help at that stage. One of the difficulties with anxiety is it can be self-reinforcing because when we feel anxious, we have a physiological response in our body. We feel different. And the physical feeling sometimes then reinforces the concept that something is wrong. So you can end up in a cycle that really isn't helpful. One of the things I sometimes do is help students work out how to break that cycle by recognizing the initial thoughts that kick off that chain of events. I like to think a lot in metaphors. Anxiety uh, is triggered by the amygdala, which is part of our brain. And you know, if you can imagine inside your brain, the alarm or the car alarm going off inside our brains, which triggers the flight, fight or freeze. Now, a long time ago, this was really useful because you know, if we were gonna be attacked by a pack of wolves, that level of fight, flight or freeze was needed. It protected us, it kept us safe. And that is still useful now. If we're walking down the road or down on the pavement and and a cyclist is hurtling towards us, it's that flight, fight or freeze that gets us out of the way. So we, we need this physical reaction, this anxiety. However, our brain hasn't evolved enough to be able to work out 
when it's not necessarily needed. So if we're about to do public speaking or if we're experiencing issues with one of our friends, we still get those same physical sensations. This amygdala is like a little almond in our brain that's trying to protect us, but working a little bit over time at times. And our lifestyle these days sometimes contributes to that. You know, we tend to, our sleep patterns are different. Um, sometimes our eating patterns are different. And because the world has changed a lot in the last year, some of our day-to-day -day habits have changed in ways that we couldn't foresee. And there's a lot more, I think, that we feel we can't control over the last year with, with COVID-19. One of the things that school counsellors have talked about recently is the effect of less sleep on anxiety. And there's certainly been a lot of correlation discovered between less sleep and the rise of anxiety and depression in young people. And that's something that counsellors talk about a lot, um, wondering how we can help break that cycle because it's a lifestyle pattern that, that young people have fallen into that, that's hard to break. And it's sometimes reinforced by the fact that their biorhythms are sometimes suggested so that they are going to sleep much later at night and waking up later in the mornings which may again cut down their sleep because you can't sleep in on a school day and i, I guess if, if you're listening you might be thinking well just tell me how to get rid of it i don't want it <laughs> um unfortunately you know there is no way to get rid of it there are certainly techniques on how to reduce those those uncomfortable feelings actually very simple breathing techniques are often a really good starting point and can really help to slow our heart rate down also just um, the sense of accepting it and just identifying it and even naming it you know it sounds a bit silly but you know if you're feeling these these feelings and you you, you kind of recognize it as a anxiety just saying to yourself or even saying out loud hello anxiety <laughs> here you are again <laughs> yep i don't want you here now yep i'll see you later and again you know thinking about metaphors as well a nice one is to imagine all your thoughts and feelings as leaves floating down a stream some are good some are bad some are positive some are negative but by just acknowledging them and watching them float by they are just going to do that they're going to float by so if one of them is anxiety it will flow on by it might come back it might not that day it might come back tomorrow but it will float on by. And I think that's a good way to think of it because when you do that, you're externalizing it. You're realizing this is not me. This anxiety is not part of me. It's just something that's happening to me. So externalizing is something that can be helpful. Some of the other things that can help are really keeping yourself in the moment. Strategies that help you right now in the moment could be things like breathing techniques, taking a break, from what you're doing, going out and doing exercise, rebooting your body, listening to music or distracting yourself in some ways. But recently mindfulness techniques have had a lot of leverage and a lot of success in helping people feel more control in the moment and focusing on what's going on right now, not worrying about the exam you had this morning or what's gonna to happen tomorrow, but just living now in the moment. Another technique you can use is trying to identify some of the initial thoughts that you had before this chain reaction began and watching out for those the next time because if you can recognize some of the core thoughts that trigger your anxiety you can recognize them next time as a thought and hopefully intercept and not go through that chain reaction mm. that leads to more anxiety when you're experiencing anxiety as we all probably have it can feel really scary one of our main takeaways is it's scary but it will pass we have learned to look for fixes for things and we take tablets for headaches and and we look for solutions and we go to professionals and sometimes we don't really need to do that. Of course, if things get more advanced than we might, but in most cases with anxiety, we don't need professional help. We can learn techniques to manage it ourselves and learning to name it 
and live with it and understand that it's actually functional to us is a big step towards that. I want to ask, have you encountered many adults that still have anxiety? Um, I do. I I have met adults who are still quite anxious, some of whom are handling their anxiety very well. Others who have never learned to handle their anxiety. And I do also notice that sometimes I've met parents whose anxiety have transferred onto their son or daughter. But I think we are learning more as time goes on on how the mind works and and how we can help ourselves. And as we learn about Mm -hmm. techniques like mindfulness, and that becomes more available to everybody. That is being more widely used. Yeah, it's. I think it's good to have an open discussion about it. So, you know, things like this podcast and, you know, many resources that are available freely online. So I think one key takeaway would be to learn how to recognize anxiety and not be scared of it in a way. And to, to just kind of embrace it and learn to live with it and not having it stop us from doing also amazing things or from making us too scared then to not achieve what we wanted to achieve if that makes sense yes absolutely and there's no harm in learning some techniques to help with it well thank you very much for taking the time today to hang out and talk on the podcast and remember that you are amazing and i'm sure you're going to do incredible things Mm-hmm.